Welcome to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Hello, hello, amazing, beautiful humans. Here we are in another episode of the Happy Whole You podcast. I have a special guest, Andrea Wark, and she is a nationally recognized money-saving expert. She is a writer, speaker, and on-air contributor who is passionate about helping Americans find simple ways to spend less and save more so they can create their dream life without making major sacrifices. And she is such an expert that she has been featured on The Today Show, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, CNN, Inside Edition, and ABC World News. She's also been featured in print and online, and her articles have been featured in the New York Times Magazine, USA Today, Money, Cosmopolitan, Red Book, Forbes, Huffington Post, and CNN.com. So she is absolutely amazing and Well, I don't want to swear on my podcast, but kind of badass. And so she has some great tips for you. And I'm excited for you to learn more about her. And you can follow her online at andreawarwick.com. And that's www.andreawarwick.com. Follow her and you will get some amazing practical tips on how to save your money and be smarter around money. All right, you guys, here we go. Andrea, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat. (laughs) Yes. And one of my favorite topics is financial wellness. A lot of people think that, you know, I really, I'm all focused on the brain and everything, but it is incredible how financial wellness impacts how our brain functions. And I think it's a conversation that we need to talk more openly about, about finances. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the old saying that money doesn't buy happiness, but there's definitely a correlation with your money and your happiness, how much you're earning, how you're earning, how you're spending, all of that really does affect your day-to-day living and how happy you are in your life. So this is definitely something that I'm passionate speaking about. and hope that we can help your listeners really figure out how they can align those two to create that dream life. Yes, absolutely. One little challenge I give to some of my clients is I have them go through their credit card statement and they itemize everything on their credit card. And I do believe that there is a direct correlation of your overall health and happiness to what you're spending your money on. Would you agree to that or do you have anything to add to that? Oh, I definitely think so. And, you know, there's the generalized idea that spending money on things isn't going to bring you happiness, but it's definitely individualized. And that is such a great 
thing for you to recommend people doing because I think a lot of people don't realize how they're spending their money. They may also feel like they don't know where their money is going every month, which obviously could add a level of stress and affect your mood and happiness and overall living. But it's such a good thing to do because this gives you an opportunity to really analyze how you're spending your money and how that can affect your happiness. This gives you a chance to identify the things that you're spending money on that maybe aren't bringing you happiness and how you can alleviate those issues where or eliminate those expenses from your budget so that you then have more money to spend on the things that do bring you happiness. And that's something that a lot of people are overlooking. A lot of people may think that spending money on things, on fancy cars, on designer clothing can bring you more happiness. And of course, it could bring that momentary joy, that you know, instant gratification that you were able to afford this or you bought this and you have it, but it doesn't last. And so you know, spending the time to go through those expenses and think how they affect your mood and how they actually impact your life is something that everyone really, yeah, definitely should do. I totally love that. And one thing I heard you say at a conference I was at, and I love this and it's really stuck with me, is you were talking about how money equals your time. So for example, if you make $15 an hour and you buy a pair of jeans that are $45, you literally exchange three hours of your time for those jeans. And when you think of it in those terms, I think it's helped me think twice about do I really want this if I'm exchanging three hours, five hours, 15 hours for whatever this item could be for this momentary happiness or, you know, what's this going to do for me in the future? And I just, I loved how you brought that up in that conference. Yeah. I think that a lot of people aren't framing their thought about spending in that way. And it is so important because your time is, you can't replace your time. Money can be replaced. You can always earn more, but that time that you spend to work, you're never going to get that back. So in that sense, time equals money. And if you're spending your money on things that don't really matter and don't bring you joy, that means you're wasting that time. And that could be spent on other things. And like you said, you know, if you're earning $15 an hour, but you're looking at these $45 pairs of jeans, or maybe, and obviously that jeans cost a lot more these days, I mean, $150-$200, then you have to think about all the hours it would cost you to spend at work or hustling or doing something that maybe you don't enjoy doing to get those jeans, you know, it really can reframe how you want to spend your money and what you really value. But, you know, of course we do need, there are items that we need. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to separate what are my ultimate needs and what are the things that I'm just kind of filling in because something that is again, just maybe bringing me just a momentary piece of joy or, and again, just an impulse purchase that could be pushed through by, you know, just ads and promotions that are making me feel the sense of urgency that I need to buy something and all that. So when you can really break down the cost of something by the amount of time it would entail you to work to get that, I think that would really help you realize that there are a lot of things that are not worth buying. Yes. And I have totally been the person that does the impulse buys. And sometimes 
Well, no, I know (laughs) I have bought things just because I'm like, wow, this is such a good deal. And it was like the deal overshadowed the fact of, do I really, really want this? Right. Right. And do I need it? I mean, and that's so crazy because I think about another thing I heard a financial advisor talking about, and they were talking about savings versus discounts. And it was talking about how, you know, you go and you say, we'll go back to the jeans. You buy the pair of jeans and you get the $45 pair of jeans for $15 off. And you say, oh, I saved $15, but really you got a $15 discount. Because if you were truly saving, you would have taken that $15 and put it in the bank. And that would have been truly saving 15 extra dollars. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And and look, you're not alone. I've done it. I still (laughs) sometimes do it. I mean, we are not perfect creatures, but I'm aware when I do it. And I, I think that's the first step is being aware. And that's what I always recommend people do is First, identify the triggers that are causing you to make these impulse wasteful purchases. So for you, you're realizing, I can't pass up a deal. And I think that's something that a lot of people can't pass up. And that's why retailers really feed on that. They send out those, you know, push notifications on their retail apps or the emails that you get or the posts you see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that are pushing all these deals or ads. And you certainly cannot walk into a store without like walking right into the clearance section or right into sale signs or right into like the dollar bin at Target, which, you know, of course is still a waste if you're buying a bunch (laughs) of things you don't need for a buck. But, you know, identifying what those triggers are is really important. And to the point of, of what you said, this other financial advisor spoke about is instead of looking at the discount, you know, you might be wanting to go buy a sweater and the sweater is $15. And then you see a sign. Well, if you buy two sweaters, you get a third one free. You may not need two sweaters. (laughs) You may not even need three, but that deal is so hard to pass up because you're getting a free item. However, no matter if you got that third sweater for free, you're still spending an extra $15 on a second sweater that you didn't need. And that $15 could have been better spent on something else. You know, maybe it was going out for a quick bite to eat because you never allow yourself to get lunch and you could go out with friends or or get a drink. And again, you know, maybe that's not something that's valuable to one person, but maybe that's important to you to be able to go out with a friend or, or get your nails done or something like that, you know? So I just want you to reframe the way you realize what's important to you and what you would rather do with your money. And then of course, yes, there are the the savings aspect to reaching other bigger goals down the road. So that's something else that you can implement in your ways to dodge impulse purchases, not only thinking about the time it takes you to work towards earning that purchase, but also think about what could you do with that money if you didn't spend it on this thing. So instead of buying those $45 pairs of jeans every couple of months or whatever, would I have an extra few hundred dollars over those course of those months that I could then go on a spa weekend with a friend? You know what I mean? So that's how I like to think about those potential purchases and what I could do with that money to create a better, happier life for myself. Absolutely. One piece of advice I got from a friend and I, and I've used this, this is so great. Is she said, okay, if you're like a lot of people shop online now. And so if you are shopping online, do not purchase, like keep your things in your cart, but 
wait until the next day. And if you will still purchase them the next day, like you need it or you really, really want it, you'd be surprised after one night's sleep if you're like, eh, I guess I don't really, you know, it like sits in that, in that cart. And I've been doing that. And I've actually found myself buying way less because I'm just like, oh, I just, we'll wait till tomorrow. And that was like some really, really good advice that she gave me. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I think that is just kind of a general rule that you can use whether you're shopping online or in store. So say you walk into Target. Target is just one of those examples. I think everybody always says, I can't walk into Target without spending 200 bucks. Oh yeah. It's full of impulse purchase options and opportunities that are just screaming in your face, you know? So I always say, you know, when you find something that you think like, Oh, I want to, I want to get this. It's so cute for my daughter or a new pair of shoes for myself that I can't pass up. What a great price. Instead of putting it in your cart in that moment, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go get the items that I came to the store for. And let me think about this purchase. And I can always come back and grab them at the end of it. Sometimes you'll just forget about it because you just get distracted by everything oh, else you have to buy. <laughs> and two, giving yourself that time, giving yourself those 30 minutes to, to really think about it may help you realize, I didn't really need that. And if you don't put it in your cart, you're going to feel a lot less attached to that item. In fact, there are studies that show people who touch objects, try on clothing, you know, touch materials or whatever, handle potential purchases, they feel more attached to that item. They, you know what I mean? Like they, they want to buy oh, it. So, interesting. so it's really interesting. So obviously with clothing, you know, you do need to try it on, but if you weren't intending to purchase it, just walk away and give yourself that time to think about it. And I do love the tip with that your friend suggested. And something that I do and I do tell other people is when you do have that all of a sudden that urgency to browse online, to shop, filling your online cart can satisfy those urges. But like you said, don't make that purchase. Just walk away, close your laptop, X out of that browser on your phone and just go about and do something else. Give yourself some time before you make the purchase. Chances are you will forget about it and you'll realize, you know, that satisfied my urge to shop. I filled up my car, I'm happy. And now I can go about my life without spending money. And that's one other tip about that is just delete your payment information. Don't even save payment on those online accounts because when you can click purchase quickly and everything is entered, you're much more likely to buy something you don't need. Oh my gosh. That is so incredibly true. Absolutely. (laughs) So if you were to give listeners two or three quick tips about improving their financial well-being, what would those tips be? Well, okay. So I I think that talking about impulse shopping like we just were is so important to really reducing the wasteful spending in our budgets. A lot of people don't realize how they're wasting money and how those impulse purchases are affecting them. So definitely take the time to look over your bank and credit card statements over the last few months to give yourself a financial checkup. Where are you spending money how are your saving habits really, you know, lining up to the goals that you have? And if they're not, where can you cut back? So I think that that's really, really important to do to give yourself that kind of financial analysis and think about how you can cut back on that wasteful spending and and make a plan. That plan could be like we just talked about, maybe you're not going into Target because you can't, you know, you can't walk away from those impulse purchases. In that case, Target has curbside pickup. Place your order <laughs> and all the items right to your cart. Or set up grocery delivery. It may cost a little bit more because now you have to pay a delivery fee. 
but you're going to avoid all those impulse grocery purchases, which could end up saving you hundreds of dollars a month. I read a study that actually said grocery stores make 50% of their profits on people's impulse purchases, impulse food purchases. And you might not realize how much you're spending extra on food you don't need. And then subsequently throwing it in the trash when you don't eat it all. So that's a huge place to save money too. Another point that I really want to hit on is the idea that how, how FOMO can sabotage your finances in a world where social media plays such an important role in our lives. We are unfortunately letting it really dictate our spending decisions and how we also feel about our money which can just negatively impact how you ultimately spend and save and your overall happiness. So just remember one, social media, people are posting just the best moments of their lives there. And so you shouldn't let that affect how you feel about your life and that you feel you should then need to spend to keep up with other people or spend to then make you feel better. But if someone is posting things and maybe they're not doing it to make themselves feel better, but that really is their life. You know, I'll, I'll give an example. Somebody that I know is very wealthy and was just going on vacation after vacation after vacation and posting it. And it really made me feel bad about myself that I wasn't going on more vacations, but it just wasn't a lifestyle that most people could keep up with, you know, with work and money and family and all that. And I decided in that moment, they're not making me feel better. I'm feeling like I need to spend to keep up with them. So I'm going to unfollow them. And that's okay to do. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're feeling like other people's habits are affecting your own. And that also can relate beyond social media. If friends are, you know, constantly planning these expensive get togethers and outings, maybe you can then get involved in the planning and suggest things that aren't expensive. You know, maybe you could have people over to your house, do a potluck, happy hour at your own home, and instead of going out to expensive dinners, outings, things like that can definitely help you just hone in on your spending when you're aware of it. And then another quick tip, I have so many tips, but I'll just keep it short because <laughs> then we can always dig in later, but is the idea of rewriting your money story. And we could always dig into this further, but I like to tell people that the way you think about money in your own financial situation is ultimately going to dictate how you live it out. Mm -hmm. So you think of yourself as someone who can't save money and who's an endless spender, then you're going to act out those thoughts. But if you consciously think of yourself as someone who has the ability to save and map out the, what that could look like, you will then act out in that way. Your thoughts have such a powerful impact on your actions. And so that's one step to rewriting your money story. You don't have to always be spending. You don't always have to be in debt. You do have the capability of changing and rewriting your financial future. And that does begin with the thoughts that you center around it. That is so powerful. And I totally agree with the money story and that we need to record a podcast just on yeah. that alone. <laughs> Definitely. It's so much that goes into that, that people don't realize. Oh yes, absolutely. The stories we tell ourselves is, wow. It's, it's crazy. The stories we tell ourselves. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for all this valuable information. And if you could share with our listeners where they can follow you and find you. 
Definitely. Well, you can find me at my website, andreawarrock.com. I post all my TV videos and a lot of different blog articles there. I have a lot of practical ways that you can cut spending today. So just actionable ways to save money, whether it's on like your homeowner and auto insurance policy, how to cut grocery spending, how to, how to save on childcare and that kind of stuff. And so you can find that at my website or also just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrea Warrock. I keep it really simple for everyone to find me and I share daily savings tips on those different social media platforms. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me and we will have you back on very soon to talk about our money stories we tell ourselves. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Holy You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Holy You on Facebook and at Happy Holy You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.